I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And welcome back to Blighty Day Fiance Sister Blights, the only Sister Wives recap hosted by a married, yes, monogamous, yes, transatlantic, yes, couple, right, London based, yes, that's London, England, not London, Canada, or right. any number of American cities. Canada's London, yeah, Canada's got a lot of places named after. British cities. I went to Windsor in Canada. It's very different from our Windsor. Interesting. There may be some queens there. I don't know. I didn't see any. Um, what I did say uh, see was my own breath freezing. I think it was minus 35 wind chill. That's Celsius. Sounds about right. Yikes. Um, it's where all the people from Detroit go to get drunk. Yeah, that checks out. It's, I've been to the Canada side of Niagara Falls and um, had a whale of a time there many years ago. Uh, anyway, we're not in Canada, but we love our Canadian <laughs> listeners. Yes, we do. Yes, we you do. You guys are amazing. Um, my name is Michelle, if I haven't mentioned that before. Uh, you have before, but maybe not today. My name is Robin. That's R-O-B-I-N. If you spell your name with a Y, your name is Robin. I want to start out by thanking you all for your patience. I know our schedule is a bit skew-with, as they say in England. Um, I'm not going to delve into it here because I really want to keep this a uh, safe and, you know, relatively upbeat space. Um, we we are dealing with a very sad event in my immediate family. Um I have alluded to it in the past, um, but I just want to thank you all again for your patience and say that if you, particularly if you're a Patreone, um, we will be making up for lost time, but obviously in the immediate future, we need to prioritize the family stuff. So, um, we will go on ahead with things, but I I want to again thank Licia Hawken 
Berry, Caroline Dickey, Megan Taylor, Sue Quinton, Heidi Anderson Pearson, Sonora Kelly, and Stephanie Pelkey. Stephanie, we're thinking of you and sending you all our love. And so, yes, thank you very much to the mods and to everyone who is clumsily or, you know, not, I'm the clumsy one, um, helping the stumble person, as my mother once famously said. It it's means the world. Yeah. Bleak time, uh, but we love doing this, and we love hearing from you guys. Um, we've had some very lovely messages. I've just got a little chill. Um, but by all means, keep in touch. Um, get us through the Patreon if you're a Patreone, um, which is patreon.com slash blighty day. Um, get us in our Facebook group, which is blighty day bays uh you can find us on the socials i mean even that one but let's see what happens at um, lady day at yes. lady day and blighty day fiance at gmail.com if you want to send us a little letter we might get a post office box a po box one day so you can like send us actual letters yeah that'd they're, be nice they're kind of expensive here for some reason anyway yeah. um yeah you know let us know what you think let us know if you like the format, maybe you don't uh, watch the show at all. Maybe you just listen to the recap. Um, well, there you go. Um, hope you enjoyed the Walking Dead podcast. We did squeak out earlier in this yes, week. Yes, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, so that's there on this feed, on the free feed, I suppose you might call it. Um, for the Patreonies, what have we managed to get out this week, despite all of the nonsense? Um, we... Nothing. <laughs> but, um, but we're going to we, we we're going to do a date blight. We're going to bank yeah. uh, a couple of those. So we're just going to... There is no way that we're not going to talk about love during lockup um that episode was it was kind of magnificent we have we have put stuff out this week we got the royalty part two that was this week oh was it oh okay yeah all right um well i'm working on royalty part three you guys i have read more books in the past (laughs) six weeks than i have probably in the last six years and it's not because i don't love reading i just you know children and all the rest it falls by the wayside but reading has really been an incredible respite for me and i have absolutely loved doing the royalty episodes so if you like a bit of history a bit of gossip a bit of good stuff and a lot of sleaze and a lot of sleaze (laughs) head on over become a patreone um, we will get there. That's all the housekeeping that's fit to print. Um, so, shall we talk about the Brown family? Oh, yeah. That's the what other, I'm here for. The other fun thing that we did this week, you guys, was last night, um, Robin and I were feeling a bit down, and we watched, we treated ourselves yeah. to watching the first ever episode of Sister Wives to see how it all began. Yeah, it was like um, Force Company, I suppose, um, you might say. It was like a, a bit of a sitcom feel, I thought. Did you think? I felt like it was um, a, a sort of a mockumentary, almost. <laughs> you know, like Cody had that breathless kind of He's Michael doing Scott... That energy yeah everything he said it's like he just run into the room 
it was, I, he learned not to do that, but maybe he was just very, very nervous. I don't know. It was fun. I, I was just so surprised at how affectionate he was with everyone, mm. how affectionate they all were with each other. They and were he, cutting up, laughing. Even if it was fake, <clears throat> because we know his like avowed intention on this show was to kind of sell polygamy, right? Mm. like how it could work and stuff so it was a pr thing certainly um but it felt real didn't it and like when he came into the room and just put his arm around like janelle's kind of shoulders and the same with christine and and, and with mary and mary he like kissed mary full-on on the lips many times it was very strange it was very very strange um we also did some delving into the whole Mary Catfish thing today. We did, and I still don't feel like I have anywhere near <laughs> enough information to speak on that. So, um, yeah, if if you've got thoughts, feelings, um, any any theories about you know how that all went down, um, let I, us let us know. And I saw the moment from season two where Robine did a terrible thing that revealed herself to be a terrible person. Involving her foot. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But lots of background this week. Um, yeah, so we learned a little more. Um, if you're just joining us, we don't do a beat-for-beat beat recap of this particular show. There are many fantastic podcasts that do that. Um, it's just not our style, and that's okay. We used to go... Uh, we used to go by theme, so I would pick three or four themes for the episode. The themes all ended up being the same every time, so um, well, now... We're, we're just in a place with the show at the moment, I think, and, and I'm sure there'll be other themes, right? Oh, yeah, sure, but I think... But for now, while, let's be honest, it's spinning its fifth wheel a bit. Um, the fifth wheel? Yeah. Um, quotes, right? We're doing quotes. Yeah, we're going by quotes. Um I've just pulled some of these out randomly. It doesn't mean that we're only going to talk about this quote or this person, but we'll we'll dive on in. So I'm going to go first. It was really hard telling Robine I didn't think I could do more. And you know, after the conversation, I realized she was talking about her kids too. Right. We disagreed over this, I think, a little bit. Um <sighs> I think it did come across that way. And I think Christine was right to feel bad about it. I, I understand she was setting boundaries like last week. Was it last week? I yes. Think it was last week. Yeah, it was last yeah. week. Um, and I get that. But yeah, it did kind of look a bit like she was saying, I haven't got a relationship with you kids and I don't want one. Having said that, is that such a terrible thing to say? <laughs> I don't... I and mean, she doesn't really have a relationship with the kids. Um, and we saw them later, and, you know, faces like slapped asses and all that. Um, I mean, they didn't want a relationship with her. <laughs> I, I do not understand how, if Rabine is honest with herself, she could realistically have extrapolated from that comment... And look, can any of these people have direct exchanges with each other? Absolutely not, no. right? Everything is talking around. It reminds me of that book that we're listening to, The Satsuma Complex, 
um, which is fantastic, in which one of the characters, who is a squirrel, um, says, I wonder if you've thought around whether so-and-so might be feeling this way or that. So I feel like there is no possible way that at that moment when Rabine was asking, is it right that you want space from those of us that you're not very close to? And Christine said, yes. How, how did Rabine think around that and, <laughs> and, I think land, that that included her kids. And land on, I, I don't, you know, that includes my children. That's just... <sighs> I think it did. I think she intended that. And and funnily enough, when she asked the question, I felt that it did include that. It's just interesting that you didn't. And Christine clearly didn't either. Hence the fact that she was so comfortable giving what I guess is a slightly rude answer. Like, you know, fuck your kids. I don't think it's rude. But that's the thing. Uh, okay, so fine. So I didn't... Let us know. <laughs> Come at us, please. And let us know. Did you Did you take from that comment or the answer to that question that that meant that Christine never wanted to have a relationship with Robin's kids who, by the way, I don't think could pick her out of a lineup. No, exactly. And again, having watched that very first episode, you can see that they really did all bring up the kids together and everything. And the vibe I get is that that was never really the case with Rabine's kids. Not to the same degree. I think like McKelty had quite a hand and stuff, right? And, and was quite close. Is that right? Mm-hmm. But I think Christine less so probably than with the others. But I don't think Christine ever wanted Robine to join the family ever. Anyway, and but I I I've, I still very much disagree with like Cody's idea of like you know oh you treated her like crap from the very beginning. And I, I don't think you know there's no evidence for that. But they weren't close. No, but you know it'll be interesting, and I I'm wondering if we can if we can make. Th- the journey back maybe even selectively with certain episodes i don't know let let us know long-term fans um people have been watching this for longer than two seasons let us know um i'd love to get a list of essential episodes certainly um but i what i one thing i am aware of is that all of these people have gone to therapy at some stage and i believe and the listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they they had kind of a family therapist who specialized in working with polygamous families. So I know that each of them has at least had the opportunity to work on their relationships with the others or would have been introduced to that being a possibility. So if that was really a big thing, if there was like a big wedge between Christine and Rabine, I I would have thought that that would have been introduced earlier on, but it, Christine seemed surprised by Cody bringing that up. It's funny though, I, and again, we we look, we shouldn't belabor, but I felt that Christine was less surprised and more actually genuinely felt bad. But, but if only because like afterwards she was like with with Janelle, you know, I didn't mean to hurt. Anyway. I don't think it's terribly important in the big scheme of things, but it's all just another way of characterizing Christine as having done this terrible thing. Um, I think she did make a little bit of a diplomatic slip up there, but that's all. 
that um, segues nicely to our next quote, which is from Mary. She <laughs> says, some days I'm really angry at Christine for giving up on me, for giving up on us. And I thought that was very telling. Yeah, the impression I've got, and again, we should stress, um, this is the first season I've watched of the show and the second that you've watched. The feeling I get is that Mary gave up on everyone. Right? Wrong? Yeah, now, as anybody who has been listening for for the length of this knows, my, my view on Mary has always been that her raison d'etre at this point her reason for living is so that she can one day watch the light go out of cody's eyes um and or you know turn the machine off or whatever (laughs) it is right but now i'm not so sure having gone down the catfish rabbit hole catfish hole which sounds obscene. Um, I now I'm wondering maybe this really is uh, like a combination of shame and jealousy over not having successfully um, fucked off, for lack of a better word. Yeah, from what we can tell, she was making concrete plans to to leave. Right. It. It certainly sounded as yeah. though she, in the show at least, or publicly at least, had understated and minimized significantly the relationship that she had with the person who catfished her. Yeah. And, you know, which, all of which seems much worse than what christine's done i mean there is no one else there for christine it's the best you know a lot of relationships finish either because someone's had an affair and and they're moving on or sometimes people have parachute relationships right Mm -hmm. like the person you get with just to help you get out of the previous relationship right it's it's uh it's a (laughs) pre-bound I guess. A rebound. <laughs> yeah. Because a rebound is the relationship you have immediately after, right? But there is sometimes the pre-bound, the one that you have that helps you finish your relationship. And I think that's kind of what Mary did, essentially. At least, like, psychologically was pre-bounding. Um, but Christine's done no such thing. She's just done this incredibly clean kind of break that it's actually really hard to do that. Yeah. Usually people start having to look around at least, you know? Sure. And it takes, and, and I think it's very telling as well that, you know, that was the first thing that Cody went to, of course, was like, oh, she's going to get a boyfriend that's going to take all my money. Right. Whereas actually it's uh, Janelle's RV. (laughs) 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 It's going to take all his money. Oh, God bless. Um, You are doing really well at this because the next quote is a Janelle quote. All right. I am pulled in both directions equally strong. It's because you haven't leveled the RV. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I have a duty to my family, you know, Robin, Cody, Mary. I have a duty there, but then I really want to be with Christine and her kids at the holidays. I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. I can't choose a side without them saying, you chose a side. Um, so I know we've got a little a hodgepodge there, but I, 
There's a part of me that, uh, let's talk about this sides, choosing sides thing a little bit, because to me, I really don't think that there has to be a side that you take. There does. I, I think that only comes when someone is forcing you to pick. And certainly from Cody's perspective, that exists. But do you think that Janelle needs to choose? Yeah, uh, I do, actually. I When her... There doesn't need to be choosing of sides when people split up, um, uh, what's the word, decorously. Do you know what I mean? Like, responsibly. But given that Cody has started, like, writing heavy metal rock songs (laughs) in front of everyone, WASTED! Um, Then, yeah, I think sides then probably do have to be picked. And that's okay. Hey, here's a little wake-up. It's okay to lose people in your life. It really is. If you don't like them or agree with them, if you can't have harmonious conversations with them, if every interaction is stressful and leads to conflict, you don't need to keep people in your life. So, that's where side-picking comes in. What what, what it often means is if, if one side leads to you feeling that every conversation is fraught, things are difficult, you don't get any support, there's constant conflict, then you're you're not going to interact with, or or I would recommend you give it at least some time and some space. Um, And that may look like picking sides, but you know what? Pick the side who's less of an arsehole to you. Sure. I don't have a problem with picking sides. Oh, I, I really feel for Janelle. Because I well, at this moment in time, the side is like her husband, and and she's clearly on Christine's side. She's clearly, but um, interestingly, she says, "Sorry, I did cut over that." But she did say, um, "I'm torn between you know my friendship, love, I don't remember the noun, with Christine, and my duty to Cody." Yeah, it's just duty, right? It's not. She doesn't believe it. She's not on his side. So essentially, you've already picked a side then, haven't you? If, 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 if everything influencing you one way is just duty, then you've already picked a side. Yeah. I, look, I, I think that she, I think Janelle is a complex character. I think she's a people pleaser. I think that she obviously has insecurities that I think predate any of these marital issues. Um, But I think that there is that fire within her. And I think that if she's pushed far enough, then she will want to leave too. But I don't think, and you know, People have been saying on on the Reddits and on the TikToks that perhaps she has has already left, but I don't see her making that move without being pushed 
as far as she can possibly get. And I and look, but but the inability to like loosen your waistbands and actually live your life without constant fear is being pushed. And and when she was interacting with Cody at the RV, tiptoeing, terrified of saying the wrong thing because he'll snap at her, that is not tenable. Um, far be it for me to say that I've been in a similar situation. Um, I couldn't possibly comment. But where you live your life like walking on eggshells and you're scared of your partner, um, that's the end. Yeah. I think it's very hard to come back from that. Yeah. And and not that I... Well, you can't. It relies on them changing. Sure. Yeah. And not that I'm, um, you know, on Mary's side in this matter at all. I most certainly am not. But uh, when I think about... Or, sorry, not Mary, Cody. When I think about the way that Cody has described feeling unsafe with Mary. I think that that's the kind of relationship that he's talking about. Um, the way that he explains it is very poor. You know, he talks about not being able to trust her, not feeling safe with her. I think what he means is that, you know, he feels like every interaction with her is a minefield. Right. Um, and I can totally see that with Mary. I mean, but you can see it with Janelle now, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she and because of it, because of the stress of that, she's making mistakes because she's avoiding the conflict or whatever. She's she's trying to find something, but I mean, I'm sure. Will we get it back onto the RV stuff? We can talk about it now. What a fucking fiasco! What a yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, and and look, I actually really like Janelle. All right, I'm I'm kind of broadly on her team, but buying that thing was a joke and you know to not even manage a bit of one winter before you go um you know more maybe 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 i won't so now she's gonna rent a place and she's bought the rv and sometime somehow they need to find the money to pay off the land so they can start building it's like mm, you can have two of the three maybe but you cannot have all three of the three you fucked up um and I think that RV was a turkey. The fact it was the last one left in the country, there might have been a reason. Yeah, maybe they stopped making them. Yeah. Look, I uh, I hate to give Cody even uh, a, a modicum of kadoos or kudos. <laughs> That's Kadoos is a wonderful reference to um, Ramona Singer, the former... Real Housewife of, of New York. It's uh, also the technical name for um, Cody's hair strands at the front of the peninsula. They're his kadoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, also the name of a very uh, talented Instagrammer who um, puts like Bravo shows over like Peanuts cartoons and stuff like that, the audio. So it's he's a genius. Anyway, um, yeah, look, I hate to give Cody anything, but I think 
he's probably right in mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. situation. Now, look, what I take issue with is you saying, oh, Janelle didn't even give it a little bit of the winter. I do not think that she anticipated that she would have this RV that didn't level. Mm-hmm. I think she thought she'd be able to work something out with the electric company and the <laughs> and the water company and whomever else. I think her intentions were very good. I do think that it was impulsive. And you know what? I rather suspect that she tried having these conversations with Cody. Yeah, maybe. And he deflected and deflected and split the difference and never committed to anything. Because that is that is what he does. He shrugs. You know, he, he gives you a non-answer expecting you to fill it in, right? So, forget it. Yeah, there was... Um, um, British fans um, may... Fans? None of you are fans. You're listeners. Listeners, yeah. yeah. Um, British people among you um, may remember um, a singer, Sophie Ellis-Bexter. Um, and before she was Sophie Ellis-Bexter, um, she was the daughter of thingy thingy who presented blue peter and after that god i'm really going off on a thing um she was in a band called the audience um and i rather like the audience but they had a song i always thought it was a, a particularly good title for a song and and i i hard agree with this uh called a pessimist is never disappointed and People have got a problem with pessimism. People have got a problem with cynicism. Um, I've always thought that both those things actually can be rather good things. Um, You plan for things that can go wrong because you know that things can go wrong. And if you don't, then you get disappointed a lot in life. It's the same with cynicism. Cynicism just means that you know the world could be better. um, And it means you just don't accept the bullshit. Um, and I think a little bit more pessimism for Janelle and a little bit more cynicism from Janelle would have stood her in really good stead. Mm, I don't know. I I think there are huge downsides to... I, I think you need a little bit of balance. For sure. You know, um... Yeah, so, uh, look, an- another thing that happens in this episode is McKelty and Tony and their little tater tot come to visit <laughs> um, to help Christine move out. And I think it's incredible that they came to help her, because if you ask me to help you move, I will <laughs> run a mile. I will, um, you know, it's, look... Honestly, yeah. how I think- many stories does your house have? <laughs> how heavy is your furniture? I'm not going to be of any help in that situation, not the least bit. I my executive <laughs> skills are terrible, terrible, and uh, and now I know why. You know, um, so that's fine. It's a disability. Um, anyway, they go visit with. I'm just setting the scene for this quote so that you you can travel there in your mind. Okay. Um, so, McKelty is reassuring Robin, which is exactly, <coughs> sorry, Robine, which is, you know, the right way around when you're an adult. Um, about <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, we're, you know, we're cool. We're cool. Don't worry, because Robine can only think about herself. There's, there's no, you know, how are you, McKelty? How are you 
dealing with this? What, what's your view? How are you feeling about it? Tony, in what ways are you supporting McKelty? You know, there's none of that. Um, so, and this is, this is extracted from a longer monologue. Cody says, I'm catching myself in this moment here when I'm saying, how long have you guys known? And that's a blame game that I'm playing. And I feel, excuse me, I feel ashamed that I'm doing that. But in my broken hearted state, the (laughs) anger is just flowing here and nobody likes me. I mean, the the first bit of that quote is completely redundant. If Cody just sat there all the time saying, nobody likes me, endlessly, um, then he would actually become Charlie Brown, uh, not Cody Brown. Um, Yeah. Have you seen those shirts on them with Charlie Brown and Lucy where she's holding the football and Charlie Brown is saying, can I kick it? And she's saying, yes, you can. No, you can't. Yeah, no, but that's great. Um, I would like five, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was pretty bullshit, wasn't it? This whole, how long have you known? But I thought McKelty handled it brilliantly. It was like, yeah, I've known. And if I was in the same situation, if I was leaving Tony, um, he would also be the last to like. Um, I love the look on Tony's face at that point. Yeah, Tony... <laughs> he turned into like a, a slightly understuffed pillow, didn't he? He was just like... Tony looks beguiled at all times. (laughs) He's a very strange-looking chap. I can't tell if Tony is the schlemiel or the schlemazel. I don't know if he's the person who spills the soup or the person that the soup is spilled on. (laughs) But either way, he he looks permanently like... You can see the whites of his eyes and, you know, maybe he caught caught urinating in public and he's trying to explain it away. Like he happened to be, you know, incidentally, it was dark and he didn't know there was a children's playground there. And he, <laughs> it's that expression. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not saying he's ever done that. I'm not saying he's ever done anything wrong in his life. I just think, I think it takes a very unique person as well to wear white shorts Right. To film yeah. uh, and manspread. Yeah. Like those legs are open wide. Those balls are in receipt of clean and circulating air. It's good. Um, it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But you know what? And Mc- you know, white shorts are pretty important. It can get quite, the sun can be quite ferocious there. Those shorts are going to repel some of the UV rays um, protecting his balls. I guess. And, and we know he's a highly fertile man. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, congrats to them. Right. right. God bless. Pair of twins. That couldn't have been easy. White shorts. Um, That's the so. trick. That yeah. is the trick. Um, yeah. So, back to, the, back to Cody's statement. I came across a term on Reddit this week that I am in love with, which is self-aware wolf. Brilliant. Which is when you have a glimpse of, <laughs> of self-awareness. Like, he's almost got it, right? And and in this moment, when he said, you know, he's playing the blame game or whatever, and he's and ashamed, ashamed that he's that, doing yeah. that and no one likes him. It's like, he's he's a self-aware wolf in that moment. He is. He's, he's looking down, suddenly 
where did all this hair come from on my palms? And why am I covered in... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a fucking full moon. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought McKelty handled it really brilliantly, though. Um, she she didn't... I'm always impressed by people that don't take emotional bait. Yeah, right? Right? They can just hear the hysteria. I mean, look, the same thing applies to Christine, right? So, you know, hey, we know where it comes from. But this idea that you can just sit still in the hurricane like that and and hear all of the chaos and all of the bullshit and all of the accusations coming out of Cody and be asked these very hard questions like, have you contributed to my heartbreak is basically what he's saying. And we don't believe he's heartbroken anyway. He's just, you know, his ego has been dented, but, um, but for her not to rise to that and just, you know, give honest, truthful, but non-emotional answers. Wow. I really admire people like that. I do too. And especially at, God, at her age, like these, I suppose I take for granted, like one thing that I remembered or that I was reminded of in the first episode is was seeing Logan, Janelle's son, yeah. who would Chef Logan, but not just chef, nanny, yeah, surrogate, like brother, father, like the fact that the that say the the senior members of the Brown royal family, um delegated so heavily to the to the oldest children, you know? Mm. And that all of these kids grew up raising their other kids. I mean, my mother had that experience as well. As did mine. Uh, but can I can I ask a question or, or get your thoughts on the whole kind of polygamy experiment, right? Because the principle behind it is it takes a village, right? Yep. And everyone mucks in, and so there's more people involved, and that's really great. What they don't ever factor in is that traditionally and historically, um, children would usually have, usually, um, and particularly in these cultures and blah, 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 and all caveats because there's a million colors in the rainbow. But, you know, children may be expected to have two parents. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. You only get like a third or a quarter of a dad in this situation, right? Yeah. So essentially, these are all single mothers, really, helping each other out. Certainly for sure. on their tax forms. They yeah, well, are, yeah, I indeed. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that a huge problem with the whole polygamy experiment in that sense? That what seems like a multiplication is actually a division. Yeah. There are which, fewer parents. Which makes Cody's tagline um so ironic right that love should be multiplied not right. divided but actually so we should bring more men in it's and, very you know by all means all live together i mean like you know have a caboose that's fine but this idea of it only being one man and all these women it just means that you know there are fewer adults per child than in other forms of relationship can I be totally honest with you? Yeah. I really think that if there was a woman who wanted to move in and do all the cleaning and do all the cooking, I I wouldn't mind <laughs> if she wanted 
one night a week with you, I, that would be okay. If I didn't have to hear it or see it or, you know, I, I think I could live with that. Uh, fiance at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to like hang out. You know what I mean? Like I've got my own friends. Well, I don't really, that that's the difference, I guess, between me and the people on Seeking Sister Wife. Dear beautiful listeners, um, we, we- Stop it. I am nipping that in the butt immediately. No, 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 no. We, we did a, we did a thing this week. We treated ourselves because it's been a fucking gross week. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And, um, and like everything's got on top of us. So we're not just- behind with the pod um we're back behind with you know most things in our lives and we got a cleaner and i've had quite on-off experiences with cleaners in the past but this one was magnificent she was um she had a, a slight kind of Mary Poppinsy vibe, just this extraordinary confidence and charisma. Um, but she was also completely crazed. Um, yeah, she did tell me <laughs> that um, there were so many cobwebs. Yeah, no tact, uh, no tact. But look, that's a cultural thing. She she said she said <laughs> there were so many cobwebs. I thought I was walking into a dead house. I don't wow. know what that is. But listen, this is a cultural look, difference. Eastern European women can be very, very brisk, blunt, and I appreciate it because it's better than the vicious cycle mm. of politeness and mm. deflection that you know. Yeah, that's right. I'd hate, I'd hate for someone to judge me and not tell me. Actually, no, I, I think I prefer that. But I'd, I'd hate for them to judge me and let me know without vocalizing it. Right, that's the worst. Um, so, look, judge. She wasn't judging. She was like, "Look, I get it. That's why I'm here." Right? And it's like, "Yes, that's why you're here." Also, we both like the cure. Okay, cobwebs are fine. Yeah, and <laughs> we're goths, and just yeah, we are goths. And also, this is this house is when you're used to living in tiny apartments and then you i wonder if anybody else has had this experience when you go from living in tiny apartments to all of a sudden you're in a biggie housey you know you're not used to having all this space and you don't necessarily when all of a sudden you have high ceiling you guys i'm not Look, we don't live in a mansion. We live in a very interesting neighborhood in a big city, and we moved in like during the pandemic, and it was a, basically a fire sale. This house or fire fire rental, rent. yeah. yeah. It's it is. We don't own it. Unbelievable the deal that we got on this house. So I don't want to hear anything about how we're living large because we're not. But it, our kitchen did need a deep clean because. I don't spend very much time there, and so I don't... Anyway, nobody cares. Um, McKelty wanted her mom... Oh, no, I wanted to say there was a reason why I was mentioning Oh, her. okay. I did ask her to move in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, she observed that there was space, and I invited her to fill it. Um, now, I don't even think I'd need a night a week with her. <laughs> for, for that relationship if she can she clean she might need it if she well I, that's true she might and i suppose who would i be to to refuse but the the, the sparkle on those taps in the bathroom it's oh it, my god it's other world it feels like being on vacation she is welcome to come and i'm not saying that we like i keep the bathrooms clean all right 
Um, yeah, but there's but clean and then there's that. There's sparkling. Yeah. I actually think that while we popped out um, to go get some lunch, she went to like a plumbing supply store and bought entirely new stuff and installed it. There's no way it's the same house. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Okay. Um, right. So, McKelty... Now, yes, she's dealing with it very diplomatically in a very healthy way. She's not getting drawn into, you know, play. Now, of course, she has to placate Robin a little, sorry, Robine a little bit because Robine is a child, right? But she doesn't go deep into that, right? Um, but she wants her mom mm. to have sort of a, a send-off of sorts. This is where she doesn't play it so read, and I sort read of, the room. I sort of felt like that was more for her than it was for it was, Christine. Yeah, it was really weird. Do you think it, it, it was McKelty saying essentially goodbye to Robine and Cody? And uh, Oh, no, no, not at all. I think it was, I think it was McKelty saying... I've done everything I can to try to make this right and smooth things over. Mm. And I think, yeah, I, I appreciate the intention behind that, but I don't think it was necessary to put anybody through that because no one wanted to be there. As Cody said, it's raining. I'm leaving in five minutes. I'm out of here. Where he goes, it was good. Um, I'm going to do that at the end of the podcast. Forget to see you soon. Sorry, Alfie, your catchphrase has been replaced by, I'm out of here. I'm going to go with, it's raining, I'm leaving in five minutes. <laughs> um, and then just five minutes of rain sounds at the end of the podcast. That could be nice for people, help them go to sleep. I know that, I know that the prevailing wisdom is that you shouldn't, you know, make fun of other people's kids. Ugh. Um, I know they don't want to be there necessarily, but I think Ariella and Saul are both little weirdo creeps. <laughs> they creep me out. Yeah. Ariella is so precocious. Yep. She's obviously the problem that I have with her, okay, is that clearly everything that she says, she has rehearsed she thinks many, she's, many times. She thinks she's little orphan Annie. And you know, in an ideal world. Who knows? Who knows? I just don't... I, and look, children are going to be children. When I was that age, I pretended to be a dog for several months, um, much to the delight of my parents. I, okay, to be fair, I don't think it was months. I think it was on and off for a couple of weeks. But anyway... Um, but in dog years... Her children... <laughs> her children... It's, it's Something's something's wrong. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, but when Ariella was talking about how she was trying to comfort her classmate and her classmate didn't know how helpful she was being, um, and kept trying to run away. I think, I think she's like Elmira from tiny tunes. If, if anybody remembers that. Yeah. Um, She's she's out there and she's in her feelings, but they're not. I, it's very stagey to me, and I don't like it. That's the thing. If she was authentically Wednesday Adams, we just started watching Wednesday. Don't know if it's any good. We'll see. Um, then I'd have more time for her. Like you can be weird and like an outsider and stuff like that. But she's that 
bad kind of weird. No, I love... Okay, so here's the good kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Most, I, most kinds of weird are good. But. I, I looked after uh, a little girl for a long time, and she was four years old. And the shade I experienced on a daily basis from this child was unbearable. I won't share them all at once because it's like less effective, but I was making her breakfast because I used to make her breakfast, take her to school in the morning, pick her up, bring her home, that kind of thing. So it was like um, in between care, right? Basically, you were you were a sister wife without being married to the husband. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so I was making her breakfast and I dropped the spoon or something. I was making porridge because yes, British children eat porridge for breakfast. And uh, like bears, and I sort of went, "Oops!" and uh, picked it up. And she goes, "I'll bet you know how all the mistakes are made." I love that. Like, you've told me that before, but uh, uh, so that's the you know that's not precocious. It's that's, Dorothy Parker level. It really is. Yeah. I need to find my little um, burn book of hers because <laughs> I wrote them all down. She was she was incredible. Yeah. Um, right, we've got one more. Yes, we do. Uh, the, this is Cody. There is such a strike to all my feeling and all the work that I've done for our family to come here to sort of have this family gathering and say goodbye. That is way off course for me, way off the charts. It's not even right. It feels so demeaning. I don't want to deal with this at all. <laughs> well, that's fine. If you don't want pickled cucumbers, then um, then you don't have to have them. Um, yeah, fine. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd love to comment about how Cody makes everything about him, Um but I, that's just too triggering for me yeah, at the moment. Yeah, no, we won't. I mean, look, it's there because it's there. But I will say hats off to, I'm so sorry, I don't know if it's Gabriel or Garrison. I, I think it's Gabriel who said, um, I'm really sad that Christina's moving. I'm not going to sit here and blame her for doing it. If I was in her shoes, I would do the same. That was magnificent. It was, but, but my my heart really breaks for him because yep. what I have seen just in the past two, two seasons and certainly last year was this the complete breakdown of his relationship with Cody and how much... Cody uh, really abandoned his children, his his adult children, and kind of lay waste to these relationships. Like, he can blame Christine all he wants, but, you know, the Christine is not the common denominator in all of the relationships with all his children. She just isn't. No. No, she really hasn't been responsible for that at all. She just worked really hard and did her share. Cody didn't. But it's sad because, again, like, you know, watching that first episode, he was so hands-on with the kids. He was. I can see how he was such a good father. Um, and he's not He's not that anymore. And it yeah. is what it is. Um, Christine was right that it was just about the worst goodbye. It was a terrible idea. And... Everyone had a rotten time. Now, the one thing that you can gain from that is, of course, you know, if it's that bad, when you go, at least you don't have to go through that again. Um, so, you know, hey, the only way is up. 
baby with you and me for, now for you and me how can anyone understand those words um i can because the first uh concert i ever went to was yaz and the plastic population okay <laughs> at the hammersmith odeon was it a um an insufferable acoustic version of that song nope. or the original okay cool nope. it was um it, it, the, i'm sure the plastic population with that there might have been a collaboration with another band actually that song um that's when i hadn't like discovered like the sort of music i, I guess i like now and i just like whatever was on the radio and that was on the radio i think that's awfully sweet and we think you're sweet too (laughs) so dig into that pumpkin pie leftovers my mom makes incredible pumpkin pie um there was a discussion about this in the facebook group if i've if i'm repeating myself i'm very sorry but um there is Every year, there is kind of this black market in the UK for caro syrup and Libby's pumpkin <laughs> and other kind of things that you need to to have American Thanksgiving. Uh, but those are the two big things where, like, every year the the price just gets jacked up. And yeah, people people yeah. people fill condoms full of that stuff and swallow it. <laughs> no, they- Uh, (laughs) oh that'd be horrible it's like resin um anyway happy post thanksgiving again thank you all for your patience um happy pre-bounds anyone having a happy pre-bound you're having a pre-bound out there enjoy it um yeah and thank you all so much again we love hearing from you. Please don't feel like, oh, I should leave them alone during this time. You you might not get an answer right away, but I really do want to hear your opinions, especially if you've got, I've got so many amazing people on our Discord chat, um, giving me information on Instagram, all kinds of places. I appreciate it so much. Now, this will not be the worst goodbye because it will be our standard goodbye. See you soon.